The record industry is dead because of the fans. They killed it. Welcome to the Rockwire Podcast, where the heart of rock and roll is on life support. Reviewing new music and talking rock and roll news of the week. I'm your host, CJ, with my boys, Derek and Brad. Rockwire can also be found on YouTube and on Spotify with full-length songs included for Spotify Premium subscribers. The one, the only, your host, CJ Rockwire, and the worst heavy metal podcast on the planet, the Rockwire Podcast. What? We're not the worst. All right. <laughs> We're just my, in the back. My boys. Derek from the BadlandsHuntsmanSupply.com. What's going on tonight? It's Limp Biscuit night, man. Fire up. I did it. I got some nookie. Ooh. No, I, I didn't. But did I'm you get to come on a cookie? <laughs> gotcha. Right. And Beefcake Brad, who's all about the hot dog and the starfish flavored water. <laughs> See that? I said that backwards. I did it. Yeah. I did it half intentional though. So how are you not Brad? I'm great. I, you know, I don't understand this whole wearing your hat backwards because I was either, I was told you're, this is the reason. I mean, if you wear your hat backwards, you better have this one of these two reasons. You're either skiing fast or you're sucking dick. And I'm not doing that. Well, it's because you're a hillbilly white dude. So shut up. Dude, you can't do a Limp Biscuit podcast and not have your fucking hat on backwards. Can I do it like that? No. It's got to be backwards, dude. He, yeah, but now he's rocking the grandpa here. <sighs> Shut up. And, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let, let's get to it. Okay, if you haven't already figured it out, this is the Limp Biscuit Still Sucks album review episode, man. So... Their sixth studio album, first album in 10 years since Gold Cobra came out. And here we go. Brad, do you like Limp Biscuit? I do. I actually, I, I thought his first four albums out of the six were pretty solid. Okay, so let's see the first four. So that brings us up through significant or no results may vary. Yeah. Results. What about you, Derek? Do you uh, color yourself a Limp Biscuit fan in a very I mean, casual I, way? Yeah, more in a casual way. I mean, I think I bought the hot dog water thing, but I don't remember if I liked it or not. <laughs> okay, man. So I'm a Limp Biscuit fan. Shocker. I like I like them. They're about three albums that got me through 1999 and significant other was one of them for sure. So, you know, the new album, if you're a Limp Biscuit fan, I think you're going to be pretty happy. If you're not a Limp Biscuit fan, you will remain not a Limp Biscuit fan because they're bringing that beat back. What's your take on the new album, Brad? You know, I, I really felt it was a, a solidly written album, but this is going to be my only critique on it. 
he didn't he doesn't have the flashy song that's going to hit the radio spins the act you know the uh, satellite spins he doesn't have that song on here i don't think but it's solid it's a good Limp biscuit album what's your general thoughts about the new album derek oh um okay so just to discredit beefcake because he doesn't know as much as i do you know honestly this album seems like they had a lot of ideas scribbled down on scraps of paper but instead of fleshing out the ideas they kind of just ran with the little ideas that's why all these songs are kind of short cut up it doesn't seem like they it seemed like almost like it was lazy like they didn't really try to work the music they don't have the work ethic of a metallica or anything like that that being said I really started to like the album a lot, no matter, regardless of the, the lack of the work ethic they have. It seemed lazy as a, for the album on a whole, but it really grew on me, and we'll, we'll talk some more about that. Well, my, my impression of the album is, is generally, I like it. I think I, I would put it in the fourth spot in the Limp Biscuit catalog and w- w- one of the things I always liked about Limp Biscuit is the unapologetic style and they, they are what they are there's no illusions of of greatness or no illusions of being anything different than what they were you know they were a new metal powerhouse i i think they were a little bit in front of the curb more groundbreaking than some of the other bands i think uh when uh counterfeit came out on three dollar bill y'all i don't think anybody really sounded like them when fate and the rest of that album hit in 97 so we're going to have time to talk about the band, but let's get into the review of Still Sucks. Now, for purposes of YouTube, let, let's start with our three favorite songs off the album as our top three on YouTube, and then we'll just go in order down the line on the rest. Brad, what's the best song on this album? Oh, for me, it was Pill Popper. I thought he kind of told or, you know, told the line with his lyrics. Um, so you know, very true statements. It's a straight up rock song. This song is probably the closest one that will blow up for him because it's got so many tempo changes in it and styles of just flips. Oh man. This song's awesome. Well, this is the first song that, uh, Limp Biscuit went into a little bit of, uh, social uh social awareness and uh talked about the the perils of our medical industry and you know we all know they're in the business of uh selling you medicine not making you well creating a client as Uh, he says (laughs) yeah so i thought i thought this was one of the heavier riffs on the album i thought this is the pit opener on this album. Derek, yeah. what do you think? Would it be okay 
CJ, you are the host. I'm just asking for your permission. If I could go last on this one. You are. You are last. <laughs> What's your favorite song? Oh, 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 I, th I thought you might have a little something to say about the song Pill Popper. No, I no, that was one of my favorite songs, but I want to hear what. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a good song. <laughs> oh, Brad stole your song, didn't he? So you, you, you're you trying to figure he's, out your second favorite song. He's on reboot. Oh, he's like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, all right, I man. Uh, I take, no, no. Honestly, Pill Popper was a good song, but it wasn't in my top three. Whoa. All right. Let's spin it. Brad's favorite song, Pill Popper. On to my favorite song. Dirty Rotten Biscuit, the second song. Man, this is just a classic Limp Biscuit banger, man. Th this is my favorite, and in my opinion, this should have been the first single. Brad. You know, I love the song, too. I love the guitar tones in it. Um, the bass hook, though, during the second verse was so sick. I, I kept hitting repeat on it. I just wanted to hear the second verse. It was great. Derek, Dirty Rotten Biscuit. Yeah, I didn't have that one even start as one of my favorites. Oh. I, I don't know. It, it seemed, I never really thought it came together as a song. It seemed too disjointed to me. I thought it was okay. I, I didn't hate it, but I, did, I thought there were far better songs on the album. All right, D, what was the best song on the album? So this is tough for me because I have one song I want to say, but it's a slow song. Oh, I there's no and rules. There's no rules here. No rules. Okay. There's a few different ones that I really like a lot, but I got to say the song Goodbye, the last song on the album, I just man it's so mellow and cool i just loved it i thought it was super i thought it was really good i never thought i'd say this about a limp biscuit song that's slow and acoustic and fred durst is singing on but i liked it a lot so well i'm gonna tell you what i put down for my notes on this one i wrote if nobody knew this was limp biscuit this could actually be a pop hit yeah. Now, they're never going to give Limp Biscuit another radio hit. I believe that. Biscuit is going to tour on the fans that like them in the 90s and early 2000s. And that's just the way it's going to be. The recording industry is never going to let Limp Biscuit back in. That, that I believe. But this song has got a catchy little hook. And... I, it, I think it, it, it could have been it could have been a hit, Brad. I you know, and it's kind of funny. I put I love the guitar riffs through this song. It carried out throughout throughout, um, very well played. And I, I said the same, I wrote the same thing. I feel this could be a pop hit. I'll say one thing, if you don't mind, is I thought this song was the most complete song on the album, honestly, written as far as lyrics. Uh, the music, uh, the the production of it. I thought it was the the best written song and produced song. Do you ever get to see Limp Biscuit, Derek? Uh, 
I no, I never have. Every morning when he wakes up. What about um, you, Brad? No, I have not. Wow, I wow, I'm the only one who saw him here. Well, Limp Long John. Let me let me tell you, let me tell you about this. I I saw Limp Biscuit four times, and two of the times, four, two of the times I saw him for free. And I, I think that's one big underappreciated thing that uh, about that band is they're really good to their fans man they they played a free show on top of the phoenix center and they played a free show down at the uh, state theater now the fillmore and uh gosh i it's hard for me to remember how you had to get tickets i remember getting tickets were was very difficult and i had to buy them on the open market but so I, I guess I, I did buy them, but they were free shows. And, you know, not usually artists aren't in the aren't in the business of giving away free concerts because concerts yeah. are kind of expensive. Right. Of course, I saw them at uh, Woodstock 99 and, you know, and I would I'd love to hear what Fred Durst would tell. uh Travis, the, the orangutan? <laughs> no, 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 not, not, not Travis Barker, Mister Astro World. Oh, now of course, what happened to Limp Biscuit, or what happened during Limp Biscuit in uh, Woodstock '99? They had a a a, cu- a couple of rapes. They had a couple of rapes. And there was a lot of injuries with the plywood. I I don't want to spend too too much on it. I I don't think it's anywhere in the same league as uh, Drake and Travis down to Astro World. Yeah, there's no good Potter YouTube show with talking about rapes. Right. Should we wrap the YouTube up? Wrap it up. Those are our three favorite songs wow, off the new cool. Limp Biscuit album. Still sucks. We like Dirty Rotten Biscuit. We like Pill Popper. We like Goodbye. Well, goodbye, YouTube. Can I? Can I hold on before we say goodbye? Can I lobby though to replace Derek's song "Goodbye" with no. "Don't Change"? With "Don't Change," I felt no, that slower no. jam no, was no. a better jam. No, you. No, that I want to change your song because your song was sucked ass. I know, so, I know. Brad, Brad doesn't want to go with the concept, and of course, can we, it, can we do this? Can we give our 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 one A or I mean our one B song another one we really liked a lot? Just real quick. No rules. Go beefcake. Oh gosh. Okay, I'll go. All right. Uh, <laughs> I liked uh, "Turn It Up, Bitch." I like that song. I'll tell you why. This is going to sound weird. I love the bass line, the cool vibe of the bass line on that song. And this is going to sound weird, but it had a real ICP vibe for me. I mean, the way he sang, oh, yeah, it was cool. So I didn't, ha- I didn't have that song as one I liked because there was zero guitar in it. But he had a crap ton of sound effects that were hilarious. <laughs> yeah there was a lot of sound effects on this album you, you know and uh 
Limp Biscuit is uh, you know, they, they don't drop guitar in every song. You know, there, really- there's some straight up uh rap songs, so to speak, without guitar. But I love the bass line in this too. And I actually think you know it was it wasn't lift, lifted because it, it was just like a, a three-note ascending or descending bass line. It was really simple, but it reminded me of an old school from the hood in Detroit Esham baseline. And I, I was, I was trying to think of the song and I, I didn't go through his catalog to find the correct song, but I think, I, I think it might've been. Uh... Did, did either of you guys think that this, some of these songs had an early beastie boys vibe to it? No, not me. Well, you're wrong then, because it did. There was one song I really felt had a, a sick puppies vibe. Um, and I'm trying to remember which one that was. Um, a sick puppies. See that you're not going to remember because you're not going to remember sick puppies. Just like no one knows who the hell I'm talking about when I'm talking about Ishan too. Okay, he, he's too local. Oh, but, he's a devil. <laughs> He he is a devil worshiper. He he would have fit the bill well at Astro World. He'd fit right in <laughs> with Travis Scott. So what's another <laughs> but, song? But no, guys... I love the bass line too, and I like that. Right. like so that song. The, the other songs that I the, that I thought was really good. Um, I I really digged um out of style. I thought it had a sick drive, but I the, I hated the song when I first heard it, but it grew on me so much dad vibes um the intro of that song is amazing it repeats itself a little too much but mm-hmm. it's, that's a great song can't live with them can't live without them that's the only part i didn't like honestly right right i like out of style yeah lead track okay cj okay you can join in if you want yeah oh, okay oh, all right well you're, you're the one causing yourself all the trouble going six songs deep on youtube but uh, play them all. Um, okay, what, what dad vibes? I, I a couple weeks ago I said it was awful. It's grown on me. I'm not even skipping it anymore. Matter of fact, I've come around to kind of liking it. Lati da. Uh, <laughs> my my second favorite song was out of style, man. Yo, Fred Fred actually rhymed game with mountain in this one but it's a great lead off to the album is one of the better riffs out of borland i i dug out of style a lot it's actually hard for me to choose between that and dirty rotten biscuit but i thought the album come right out of the gate swinging without a style biscuit dad vibes turn it up bitch the, the top of this album's strong i did feel it was pretty cheesy though when they um interviewed wes at the end of one of the songs i'm like oh this is bad yeah we'll, we'll talk yeah, about yes that yes that went way too that went way too long they should have stuck that on the last song <laughs> was, yeah they, they didn't do goodbye any uh any any favors i guess we should wrap that up for the youtube you know i just wanted to show you that oh oh Oh, there, there's technical oh, malfunction. Wait, is that giant rolls of toilet paper behind you? Don't, a- don't feel bad, 
Derek, NASA fucks up their green screen all the time. <laughs> was that a giant roll of toilet paper behind you? Like I was going to say that, no. No, it it was, uh, no it's something else. Look, okay. I actually got, uh, see, I got sweatpants to match this outfit. <sighs> yeah, you, you look more like Jonathan from Corn than you do yeah. Fred Durst, but uh, no, it's not, I, it's, I, pre- it's, I appreciate it's, it. It's I appreciate cool. it. It's not Adidas. Jonathan only wore Adidas. <laughs> uh, Puma's an off-brand like Adidas, too. What? All right. <laughs> all right. All right, man. So we've thrown out so many songs. I've almost lost my way. So you, you talked about Don't Change, right, Brad? That was your second song? That, that, was, that was... No. Oh, no. I said dad vibes grew on me so much. It was either that or out of style. I mean, those that was my second and third. All right, man. So we're down to the fifth track, Don't Change. And that is the first acoustic strummer on the album. Really, really the only uh, acoustic strummer in its entirety. So you got something to say, D? Yeah. So we're done with the YouTube thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, you already signed out. I did. Yeah, you okay, said goodbye, you. YouTube. Goodbye. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. You wanted the worst. You got the worst. <laughs> Back to don't change. Fred can't sing a lick. In the past, he's auto-tuned the crap out of himself. I don't think he auto-tuned on this album. I think it's all straight him singing. And as bad of a singer as Fred Durst is, I don't even mind him singing bad anymore. I just got I just got used to it, and it kind of it, it kind of grew on me. So w- when he does these acoustic songs, you know, or uh, slower songs where he actually puts in time doing the singing, like behind blue eyes and whatnot, I just uh, I, I just think about. Re- whether and whether or not he wrote a good song, and I, I think this one was kind of a miss. Derek, Derek, did you see? Did you see before you speak? Did you see CJ just throw away that pussy? <laughs> He's never thrown it away before. He's never had the opportunity. Um, <laughs> but uh, don't change. You know, it's really funny as you say that CJ is. I actually was wondering if he actually took lessons because I thought I didn't think he sounded that bad. I don't know. I, I, I didn't. I don't. Now you're making me feel like I'm an idiot. That's not strange, but uh, I thought it was surprisingly good. That was. I was so shocked when that song came on that I didn't want to skip it. Well, so, let's just be honest. No one's gonna mistake Fred Durst for Freddie Mercury, right? Well, he's not gay. No, no, he banged Britney <laughs> Spears. We all, we know that. Christina Aguilera, I think. Yeah, he's got oh, pretty both. <laughs> he's got a pretty good team. That's photo. A I like to smell his penis. <laughs> oh my god! Track number six. You Hold bring on, out t- the worst in me. Go, go back up, back up. I need to talk about don't change because we, I, did we did we did we put you in a corner, baby? Oh, God. Skip you. Go ahead. Don't change. Hurry up. All right. Well, I felt, you know, I for a slow jam, this was awesome. 
They went, they stripped it right down, pure simple. Um, I felt the lyrics in this song were the best on the whole entire album because it really told a story. So, bam. All right. Bam. You bring out the worst in me, track number six, man. This is probably the second heaviest track on the album. Uh, you know, this, I know this album came out on Halloween. I think this was the track they were trying to be kind of Halloween-y, spooky on. It almost feels like <laughs> this is like a uh, credits roll horror movie song. Derek. I just, I laughed when I said, said Halloween. Halloween-y. I just heard you say weenie. <laughs> and the hot dog flavored water. Go. Yeah. I loved licking your chocolate starfish. Um, yeah. So I thought this song didn't, this song didn't hold my interest at all. I, I found it boring. I didn't like it. Brad. There you go. I, I felt this is a transition song as he's redoing his sets on stage. Um, they tease us twice with, 20 seconds each time of our, where it rocked for a minute. Man, yeah. It was a teaser. And then it was like nothing else. Yep. Agree. Track so- number seven, love the hate. And this is the track that Limp Biscuit rips on themselves and particularly on Fred. I, I love the concept of the song, you know, the way they really were brutally, slamming themselves for who and what they are but they don't care brad yeah i thought the music was great on it i thought the rapping in the storyline was terrible oh you didn't like you didn't like the love the hate concept huh okay d so look it started really cool and i was like this is gonna be awesome but it didn't progress i mean what they should have done is they should have changed that chorus to a heavy chorus and guitars and anger and then go back into the verse of them being dissed but it didn't it was just more like oh you shut up i don't care no this should have been the song they interviewed wes this song should (laughs) could have been so this is what i'm talking about where they didn't really they had ideas but they could have made this song great this song could have been the best song on the album the way they did it just to with all that that talk and then come in hard with some guitars and mean chorus. I mean, yeah, mean chorus and everything, but I, I, that was a lazy song. I understand what you mean when you say they kind of dropped the ball on the chorus. It could, the chorus could have been stronger. All right, track number eight, Barnacle. Go ahead, Brad. Well, I went back and forth on this song for quite a while going, man, do I like it or don't I? And then I finally settled on two words, rock vibe. So I like this song. It had that rock vibe. Derek. Well, I know CJ, you liked it because I think Travis Barker probably played out this song. Um, <laughs> no, but actually, actually it was really cool because it had a really cool punk vibe. I mean, it was really kind of a punk kind of a song. I thought it had really good vocals and it rocked really hard. I, it surprised me. This is more the surprising song on the album. And they really transitioned on this album from top to bottom, how they, they changed up the music and everything. And 
this one caught me off guard and I, but it caught me off guard in a really good way. I liked it. I thought it was, it's hard. It's good. Good song. Yeah. yeah I wondered if this was a Borland song, but that's exactly what my thoughts were, Derek. I wrote down that this is a punk rock groove. I thought it kind of sounded a little L seven ish in the music too. So this was their punk rock song and it's, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Track number nine, Empty Hole, Derek. Oh, Empty Hole, you know, what's that at? Oh, yeah. I love the acoustic guitar of Empty Hole, but I don't know what it was, but the chorus where they say, Empty Hole, it just, I don't know. I didn't like, I didn't like it. I don't know. It just seemed weird. I don't. <laughs> Well, I mean, th- this was a song about, you know, the person that's never there for you. Every time you need their help, they're just an empty hole. I get it. I just, it's it was just something with me. And I wrote, actually wrote down that I like the song, but when they sing Empty Hole, it ruined it for me. I don't, <laughs> so, I don't so this is the, the second acoustic strummer on the album. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I don't mind Fred trying to sing. I've come around to it. I actually like the empty hole better than don't change Brad. Well, I said, you know, like you guys were saying, it is, it has solid jam to start, but then it just felt so empty without any changes. It was so limited. Like a hole. Yeah. And it could have been like a minute shorter. It just felt like it carried on. And it's only like a two minute song. Oh my God. Another songs go more than three minutes. You're so weird. (laughs) Hey, it's Limp Biscuit, short and sweet. That's really bad if he thought it would not too long. If it would, yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, we have track oh. number 11, Snacky Poo. I love the line bringing back the 90s to ease the tension. This was another classic biscuit stomp. I, I really like this song, Derek. I like this song too. This is the song that I was talking about. This song, you're an idiot if you don't think it has a Beastie Boys, early Beastie Boys vibe to it. Um, the whole snacky poo thing bothered me. I, it sounds so juvenile, and I'm such a I'm so above that and everything. But but I like the message of the song. I I thought it was goofy. It's fun. It was a really good song though. I liked it a lot. All right, E-Rad. so my version of this was when they first started the vi- the thing, and he's eating potato chips. <laughs> you hear the bag because <laughs> because I don't eat potato chips ever. And um, Ooh, where, like, where'd you get that bag then for the guy who eats no potato I had, chips? I took it out of the trash can at Seven Eleven just for this episode. Oh, I don't. Care about <laughs> that. But go on. Oh, Honestly, this song has such a dirty flow to it. It's great. It's a cool um, baseline. It the bounce to the song. This song, probably out of all the songs, has the most bounce for him. And I can see him performing on stage, going up and down the crowd. You know, just getting into it. Yeah, the, the last time Limp Biscuit came through as a headliner, they sold out our uh, Fillmore State Theater. It's about about. 3,000 about 3,000 seats in that bitch I, th- I think tickets were about $65 so 
so it was a pretty it's a pretty solid take the last time biscuit rolled through town that was maybe three years ago hey would you mind if i commented once on uh dirty rotten biscuit real quick just one little comment oh oh yeah my favorite song bring it yeah i uh i think the part that i didn't like about that song was the chorus reminded me of 311 oh and i don't 311 like, huh yeah i didn't like 311 very much they sound like a, a mountain dew commercial every time i heard them sing Who did you hate more 311 or emf well, i never listened to emf but you've heard unbelievable i like that one because it has unbelievable. <laughs> all right brad 12 songs on the new Limp Biscuit Still Sucks album. How many were good? I have eight. Derek, how many were good? I got seven, but I could be persuaded for eight. You're so smart, Derek. Seven is the right number. That's what I got, too. So... Let's see. Let's do a little math, man. So that puts us at about 7.3 for the Rockwire rating on the new Limp Biscuit. We got we got five minutes left. Do you anything else you want to say, Brad? Um, yeah, I'm a little uh, upset uh, with you two because you know I was somehow joining late because of technical difficulties from our host and I get thrown under the bus that I have now become the anchor and that you, we need to cut the rope and let him free. <laughs> Where's this from? It's if you watch our YouTube videos, it somehow got put on the outtakes. Oh, well, you, you weren't supposed to hear that. Derek wasn't, so he wasn't supposed to put that on the YouTube. That, that's, that's private conversations. I don't think that happened. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Derek. If I go with a private conversation line, you can't deny it ever happened. <laughs> We're just teasing. We're just busting your balls. I know. But you know what's, what's funny is... I wasn't long, teasing. For the longest time, I used to sing just the two of us as we were waiting for the Huntsman to join us. Oh, and yeah. It was awful when we recorded on Anchor. It... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Me and Brad would be in in the first ten seconds, and it'd take Derek three minutes to arrive. People and then he would have the howling dog. Then he would have the howling dog outside. People don't understand if I'm late though, because my production value is far above YouTube peons. Yeah, those those giant tampons behind your green screen. <laughs> well, you're absolutely right, but I'll tell you the editing of the 12 socks in this podcast is going to be a nightmare. I might be three weeks behind in production after this. Oh, I can't wait for the new one. This new video. I, so I'm changing how I do it because to make it easier, but I spent probably, probably three to four hours today, just getting everything done. And then now I got to do the gifts to make fun of us. And uh, boy, the outtakes of CJ are, I laughed so hard today multiple times. It is so good. 
How oh, many? This is one of the best ones. How many f bombs did he drop the last? He time? dropped a couple. He dropped one on each of my outtakes. The best one is the outtake is of him trying to pronounce the station's new song. <laughs> <laughs> is that when you corrected him? No, no. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> when you're on the air for three hours every day. <laughs> that's what the radio people always say when they screw up uh, no it's... on the air for 40 minutes you gotta give me at least seven or eight slip-ups no you know what but that's what makes the video so much fun is to no. find these little clips of just something just stupid you know and just put it in there and i don't i don't care if anybody else likes it as long as we like it it makes me laugh it makes you guys laugh it made me laugh. I thought the last one he did was pretty funny. I think it's I, fun. I, I laughed a couple of times. Hey, we we do need to focus on when CJ starts staring like this. Yeah, his notes. And then all of a sudden he goes. <laughs> <laughs> I only did I only did that once. Derek, he, oh, you were getting. Oh, it's, been, it's way. He, was, he was getting very wordy when I did that. But it, Wait. The oh. last video I did was that the Chatterbox one. Oh my God! No, you one. got that one out. I th- yeah, I think that was the last one. The last one you got done. Okay, I think we've done two podcasts since then. Oh my, yeah, you guys were chatty. Holy cow! I don't know. No, what he, you- he yells at me. Okay, you fucking Chatterbox. <laughs> I don't know what you had in your your so, materials that morning. So <laughs> let me let me tease what I think we should do next and say goodbye um so we got new scorpions out we got new slipknot out we got new green day out we got and, new darkness out and i think we got to get into the travis scott concert of hell uh, at least a little bit deeper less than a minute and, and I want to do the Morgan Wallen thing to see if he gets screwed over and shut out at the CMAs. I find that very interesting. So, Limp Biscuit still sucks. La di da. La da. Off of the nookie. The nookie. Please help out the show. Subscribe, rate five stars, write a review. You can drop me an email at cjrockwire at protonmail.com.